I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic. We are your hosts, Ross Barber and Marcia Novelli. And today on the show, we have LA-based singer-songwriter and actor Tyler Hilton with us. As well as being a successful musician, Tyler has appeared in movies such as Walk the Line, Charlie Bartlett, and TV shows such as One Tree Hill, and most recently, the Steven Spielberg-produced sci-fi series Extent. We're looking forward to chatting with Tyler about his experience both as a musician and actor, and find out what's coming next. Hey, Tyler, how's it going? Hey, guys. <laughs> hey. We this like is... This is the best first day of work ever. I mean, it's just like the first thing to happen to just interview on your couch. Hello, man. I think you're just phoning it in here. (laughs) You see what I did there? And the bad jokes begin early. You know, like presidents have that special line. This is what you guys are calling on. It's my bat line. It's the yellow phone. Oh, it's ringing. Who is it? It's Bridge the Atlantic. Give me a second. Perfect. So we this like is to be a good one. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be this is just going to be Dion all over again. <laughs> oh God, I want to see that one. <laughs> oh, you'll love that one. Well, that's right. So you guys know each other. We like to start each show by asking you three things about yourself that everyone should know. Oh man, that everyone should know. Oh, I don't know. Um, well, let's see. You mean that everyone should know that already knows me, or like that no one has ever heard of me? I should just give the three basic things. Oh, what about? Something Give us a bit that, of both. Something people really can't find on Wikipedia or online somewhere. Something. I'm a master juggler. One. Two. Yeah. When I was really young, I thought maybe I would have a career in magic. Thank God, because no girls like magicians. <laughs> Three. Uh, I ran two marathons, but I'm very unathletic. I did it more so to as a way to just get healthy for a month. I trained my ass off and I ran two marathons and I'll never run them again. Sports I'm over with. I'll just watch them. But okay. Okay. Those are three random facts about me. Did you say you got fit for a month and ran two marathons? I got fit for, I got fit for a month, ran a marathon. And then I was like, that was easy. And then I did it. I mean, it wasn't, it was so hard, but like, I couldn't believe I didn't die. And then the next year I got fit for a month and just like, and by fit for a month, I just mean I, I did, I stopped drinking and smoking. That was it. That, when I was 22 and 23. Now I'm 30. So that was, yeah, you know, years yeah. ago, but I was like, God, how am I going to stop partying? I just need to like get healthy and like not be a skinny fat man, you know, and which is what I am like skinny guy, take off the shirt, look like Will Ferrell kind of dude. And then, so I was like, well, um, and I had a girlfriend at the time that got really, um, pissed at me. Cause she was like, actually she got pissed when we broke up, but she said, it's just like the marathon. You, you're so extreme. You either don't work out or you have to work out for a marathon. You either like, and I was like, that's true. I think so. Anyway, is that, is that how you live your life? I, it, it, you know, my life has been like this, this has been the pendulum. Yeah. And then like, it's slowly getting like this, you know, where I'm starting right. to figure out, I don't need to go that far. I know it's there. I don't need to go that far. I know it's there. So it's getting closer. But at first I was like, I have to do this. I have to do this. It was like so extreme, everything. 
But, so I don't know uh, if I should be inspired by this or feel like crap because I've been training for like six months now in hopes to do like a 5K and a 10K marathon. Maybe I got to go like the way you do it and just dude, go for I, it. All Same I did, people, I've went online and I found this like training program and they'll get you ready for a marathon in a month. And it really? pretty much just says like, you know, run three miles this day, five mm. miles the next day, walk oh. 10 miles, you know, and it just like okay, gives you week yeah. by week breakdown. And then, and you never run 26 miles before the marathon. I think the most you ever run ever is 18 and it's really? once during the month and so it's a long day but look like you don't have to run it fast you don't have to run the whole thing all you got to do is just try to do it and my whole thing yeah. was you don't have to run the whole time and if you want to walk the whole time do it i'm just literally just doing it as, as a fun exercise yeah. so um you should anyway so was, my way. all they said was that you should be able to run three miles you know pretty easily or just not be able you can run yeah. three miles without stopping at the start of this thing so i was like yeah i can do that yeah and that's same, what i yeah. usually done on the road for exercise just run three miles nice. and you know on so i was like eh, i tried it but that shit's no joke man we're talking like seven hours or six hours eight hours of running like shit starts to go wrong you can't even imagine your knees your feet you have to wear band-aids on your nipples <laughs> Have you heard of this? Oh, yeah. Because your shirt done will <laughs> chafe your nipples until they it. bleed, bro. Yeah. You see people running with blood dripping down their nipples. Oh, no way. Like they're oh. lactating nightmares. Like they're literally lactating a nightmare out of each nipple. It's awful. And I met one guy who was running the whole oh, thing barefoot. He was this crazy what? bearded man. He trained barefoot. Insane. And it was like, anyway, so. I don't a crazy know how we bearded got. man. I didn't see it in my mind. <laughs> Oh, he was just running and I, I, we pulled up next to him and I was like you're running this shit barefoot man he was like oh yeah it's the best thing for the back I've been trained about it forever and he was just going for it just barefoot yeah That's he crazy. looks like Amazing. the kind of guy that invents like cliff bars you know those weird <laughs> out, outdoor athletic mountain men that yeah. are like are the people that invent those weird yeah Energy bars. Like, like, like that he breaks guy. open a piece of wood and shows you you can eat the insides. Yes, <laughs> you can eat these bugs. We're good. <laughs> totally. Totally. Russ, what was that? I was waiting for you. Oh no, <laughs> I, that's it. Those are my three things. <laughs> All right, this interview's over. <laughs> so I'm still. I'm. I'm I, have, I have visions of this. This guy. I'm kind of still on the lactating nipples, but like the the nightmare guy. That's going to stay with you for a while. That you can put that one aside me. and you'll be thinking about it later for sure. I totally you'll think agree. about it in a weird moment. Like you'll get up in the middle of the night to pee and you'll just be <laughs> like, oh my God. And it'll, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I don't know if this happens to you, but if you get up in the middle of the night to pee, that's when the strangest, most personal thoughts come to your brain. Cause you're literally not thinking at all, but you're just awake enough to not be dreaming. And then like, it's so weird. The shit that comes to your brain, you know, Tyler, what sort of things come to your brain <laughs> when you get up to pee in the middle of the night? <laughs> Let's see what happened last night. Uh, when I got up to pee in the middle of the night. Oh, you know what I thought about? This is really random. How much I enjoy root beer floats. <laughs> I have not had a root beer float in so long. And then my grandparents came up to visit last night and I was like, I'm going to for dessert. I'm going to have root beer floats because they used to make them for me. And who's had a root beer float in so long? And they were so excited that to have root beer floats with me my grandma started crying it was so cute and so then i, I wasn't really thinking about the root beer float because i'm like oh this is good and it's just fun hanging around with everyone and then i went to bed and the night was over and i was all working and then i got up in the middle of the night and i was like those root beer floats were fucking good you know when you finally <laughs> just hits you like why don't i do that more often and that those are the kind of thoughts that come like it finally gives you time to just 
think the thought. I don't know, instead of just be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very enlightening. <laughs> a very fragile space when you're peeing in the middle of the night too. Because like you have to get out of bed, walk down the hall, and you're dizzy, and you're usually in like some underwear or some state of undress, and it's cold, and everything's just sensitive, and there's a light. It's just the whole thing. You're just in such a vulnerable spot. So the thoughts that come to you there are really the most authentic thoughts you can. And they're the ones that define you. Yeah. <laughs> like I love root beer floats, and I didn't know that that was such a big thing for me until you know, last night. It's it's clearly deep embedded into your unconscious just how much you love them yeah yeah and i'm 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 sincerely really happy for you that you that you know this thank you people a lifetime man you know i think it's really like a gift to the world so that i get to know myself a certain amount and really things like my love of root beer floats i think um could change things just it's 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 totally gonna you know do wonders for your songwriting it's gonna you know, it's going to help you in ways you don't even know yet. Oh my God. Hold on. Dion just tried to call me. Let me just call him and be like, bro. Yeah, do it. Stop interrupting me. Do it. Is he on speaker? He will be. He hung up. I'm going to call him back. It's not working. Hey man. Bro, I'm on bridge the Atlantic right now. What are you doing calling in the middle of my interview? I feel like that. I just hung up. I saw the Instagram. Well, you're on speakerphone, and now you're on my Bridge the Atlantic interview also. Oh, what's up, guys? Hey. hey. <laughs> I don't think he can hear us. Um, oh, he, well, yeah, he can't hear you, but you can hear him. All right, anyway, I'll call you later. I just wanted to say, what's up, dude? Later. All right, later. see you, dude. <laughs> all right. I love it. That's our first crossover episode, Ross. Whoa. Crossover. It's all happening. It's all happening on. It's all happening. So we fast. just with these things and these computers, we just sent someone from New York, Scotland, Toronto, and LA. Just sent signals up to space and back down again. This is now true. you're on my TV. Oh my God! Four of the most important cities in the world, if if I might say so. Yeah, absolutely. So, very recently, you were on a TV show with Halle Berry. And other people, you can cut this. I don't. I can't wait, wait, I just want to say, Ross. That's done really who it was. Great research. It was Halle Berry and other people. It's true. I know. I've not had a chance to watch it yet. Like I was, I was saying to. We'll start that bit again. Why, why don't we start off by saying, no, Tyler, you've been in um, some really great uh, television shows as well as movies over the last few years. Uh, maybe Ross can elaborate a little bit on that. Yes, Ross can. Please, so I first, <laughs> please elaborate, Ross. <laughs> well, I Thank first saw you walk the line uh, when you played Elvis, your hero. My hero. I, I didn't right even know that yeah, was Elvis you. Is... Ross just told me that a couple of days ago, and it blew my yeah. mind because I actually saw that a couple of years back. I'm like, no way! One of those oh. moments, you know? Dude, that's no awesome. Way. <laughs> I had so much fun doing that. Yeah. And was it from Walk the Line that you ended up doing One Tree Hill and Charlie Bartlett, or did that come first? I, I can't remember the order. Uh, Walk the Line came first, but it came out after One Tree Hill. So I filmed it first, but um, it didn't come out for years. Uh, I want to say I filmed it in 2003, and it didn't come out till 2005. Oh, wow. And then I think 2004 is when I started on One Tree Hill. I think that's how that went. Yeah. Cool. Um, One Tree Hill, it was intended that your character was only supposed to be in like two episodes. 
yeah, or something like that. Yeah, then- it was just they were. It, I, uh, what I'd heard is that it was between they wanted to have a musician on to, uh, you know, pl- play. You know, just kind of be like they. Mark Mark Schwann, the creator, just loves music, and he just wanted to kind of incorporate a musician into this scene where he was owned a record store and he was like a dick. And so I think it was they were looking at it was Matt Nathanson and Butch Walker, and then my record company kind of pitched me and i think something was up with those other two guys like they were on tour they couldn't do it and then the guys from winter hill ended up liking the song of mine so they picked me out of some other artists i think they were looking at also and i went and auditioned and i think it helped that i'd done walk the line and had been doing some acting and stuff mm-hmm. and um i was just terrible in the audition and i you know i was so nervous on the first couple episodes i can't even believe it worked but the cool thing was is the actors and the director and everyone were really uh amenable to work with somebody that wasn't an actor at all. Cause they knew it was just going to be some musician and the whole thing was just going to be for fun. I just happened to take it really seriously and want to do really well because I loved acting so much, which is sounds dumb unless you like really dig acting. Cause you know, it's, I feel like being an actor is like synonymous with like, Oh man, I really want some attention and I want to be on TV. But like, I've just like loved it since I was a kid. Like mm-hmm. I went to a really great theater school in high school and that was like my main thing in high school and we won a bunch of awards for plays we did. And so I like, I had a lot of training. I know it sounds kind of like whatever, but it, I, uh, in it, but I always thought, I never thought for some reason, as much as I loved acting that I was going to do it for a living. I always thought it was just going to be a hobby. And that I just always thought music was what I was going to be, was going to be what I did. Um, cause I'd done it for so long. It was how I made money in high school. It was, um, what my family did. And I don't know. It just, it just kind of made sense. So when I got an agent, I told them, um, you know, I also act and I, I would love to do some acting, like some plays or something just for fun. I don't know. Mm. I'm not great, but you know, especially I mean, then I was telling, you know, I'm not amazing. Plus I'll be really nervous. I've never done professionally, but it's just something I'm interested in. So this walk the line thing just came up because they happened to be looking for musicians in this movie and they thought, well, you like acting. Do you want to try this? And same thing with the one tree hill thing. I was just like, Oh, I, fucking alarm so um not my wake up alarm that would be hilarious <laughs> Twelve thirty on a tuesday time to get up <laughs> um but uh so anyway that so that's that's kind of um how that happened so i was i was especially nervous because i think a lot of musicians or people that go on those shows there's such there's a swagger to not giving a shit it's so you end up always end up being so good like beginner's luck at things you don't care about because you just don't care and you throw it away and it's kind of nice um i think i had some of that because i was had another career i wasn't trying to be an actor but i loved it so much and it's so much respect for actors and just um was you know that for me it was such a big deal both of those movies and i just like soaked everything in and still to this day since i love learning about acting and being on set and characters and spontaneity and improv and all those things. And just like being in a scene and tuning everything else out. I love being in situations where I'm the least, I'm the least experienced actor in the room. And most of my career, I've been able to do that. Even being in it for 10 years now, almost all the projects I've done, I've got to be with somebody much um, more experience like Halle Berry like Robert Downey Jr. like you know Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon and even in um uh, or I just filmed the show Castle those two those two the people that are the guy Nathan Fillion who stars in it I'm like a huge fan of he's just to me he's just hits it every time I just I don't know what it is about him and then people don't really know this but the One Tree Hill cast what was so good about them is they weren't just like some other CW or teen drama cast of people that just were 
good looking and maybe, you know, had a good personality. Like these kids were so into it. I mean, when they started the show at 20 years old, they were like into it, you know, like we would help each other put our auditions on tape. Chad, um, Michael Murray gave me so much advice and helped me with other auditions I had. And he's a great actor. I mean, he, he, he just really is. It's hard to people to tell that cause it's like a teen show, but he's just amazing. Same with Bethany Joy Lenz and Sophia Bush. I mean, Hillary Burton, these were all like, these people were great. I mean, you see them take a scene and like turn it into what made everyone love the show. That's why the show was on for nine years. I mean, it's no, there's no secret ingredient. You know, it, it takes like great writing. It also takes like good characters, but it takes someone who knows how to make scenes interesting. And they did. And I just got to learn so much from that. You know, it was amazing. Yeah, man. I don't think there's any, any need to even belittle like something like that because there's been some amazing actors to launch from shows that are aimed at a younger audience. Like I think of Jared Leto as well. You know what I mean? And there's, there's, there's so many people that, um, yeah, I mean, they, they might have been looked at less than for being on a show like that, but they come out to show what they can really do like yourself, for example. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't even know, sometimes they're looked at as less than, but I just meant like uh-huh. in the world of some where I'm saying, all oh, these people are people I looked up to as actors, you mm-hmm. know, it's maybe it's people don't always necessarily see them as great actors, you know, whether you look down on them or not, but mm-hmm. it's, you really forget that um, it's just, and then how nice they were to, and how gracious they were to open up to me. And, you know, I remember, um, when I, on my first day of One Tree Hill, I was like knocking on Hillary Burton's door. I think that was who my first scene was to run lines with her. And now I realized, I mean, it was so naive. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't now just knock on, you know, the star of the show's door and be like, Hey, can you run lines with me real quick? Just so I got these down and be like, what's your name again? You know, it's like so random. And I, I just thought that's how you, I didn't know. I was just trying to do my, cool. I didn't know. And they're just always, they're just so cool. And like, of course, let's try, you really? know, and like make wow. sure I feel comfortable. So it was, it was very, amazing. very little ego and everything involved. It seems like they yeah. really welcomed you with open arms. Cause the, you know, it was like, I, especially in the early days, it was like everyone believed in the show so much. That's the vibe I got as an outsider mm-hmm. coming in to the first episode of season two or whenever I came in, um, <laughs> everyone was in, like they just loved it or, or it seemed like they did. They got together on Wednesday nights or whenever it aired and watched it. You know, it was like, everyone was into it. It was cool. And then when did the opportunity come around when, uh, for you to star in the uh, Taylor Swift music video? She, uh, I was doing an interview for a country music publication. And mm-hmm. before I, I did the interview, I checked out their, I think it was a website or maybe it was a magazine just to like see the latest issue, just to see what they were up to and, um, like who they interviewed and stuff. And one of the girls I interviewed was this young girl named Taylor Swift. And she was just starting off. She was just this young country girl. I think she was 15 or something and so i listened to the track oh so it was online i listened to the track they let you stream and i was like holy shit this girl is really good especially you guys know being in the music industry you hear a lot of up-and-coming people and most of the time it's just it's just not there yet but they got to send it off because they aren't sure you know this girl was like not only was she good but like it was so interesting that first song tim mcgraw of hers was so interesting like when you when you think tim mcgraw i hope you think of me like that as a songwriter it sounds so simple but i was like that is so like ballsy you know just to be like you know i just thought that was so great and and i'd never heard of her and so i said in the magazine um and by the way, just to, so they knew that I was a fan of their magazine and kind of to pump them up, I was like, you know, I read your magazine and that piece you did on that new girl, Taylor Swift, is really cool because she is great and I'm so glad you turned me on to her. Anyway, she happened to be a fan of mine and had been following me, I guess, for, you know, years on my website or whatever when she was a kid and um, saw the interview 
or someone had told her that I mentioned her in an interview and she got excited. So her manager reached out to mine and they're like, you know, that little, that little girl you mentioned, her manager reached out and she's playing in, in, in a town near you. Do you um, and she invited you to come to the show. And I was like, no shit. That's so cool. I was like, actually that would be cool to go and see her. That song was really good. So I went and saw her play. And she was playing this little like biker bar, but it was packed full of people for this country radio station she was promoting to. And I was like, oh, wow, I didn't even know she was this popular. There's probably only 200 people there. And then she, um, we hung out backstage and she wanted to sing Missing You with me on stage, and um, which is my song. And so we, the song I covered, so we sang it. And then when I was on stage with her, she was like, put me on the spot and was like, Hey, I won't, you want, I'm about to film a new music video. Do you want to be in it? And of course I was <laughs> like, smart. sure. You know, I was like, sure. And then I was thinking, well, I don't know if it'll work out or not, but yeah, that's, you know, I, I'd love to. And, and so, um, anyway, so it was cool. So that's how it worked out. And then, then one thing led to another and I, I was on a plane to Nashville and then I was in her music video and we had a blast. She was so nice. When I first moved to Nashville, her family like put me up on their, they have a really nice houseboat. So they let me live on their houseboat when no I first, way. yeah, they were just cool, man. Just a that's great awesome. family, really good family. That's, that's cool. Cause she comes across really well on, on TV. I watched a TV interview with her just a couple of days ago and she comes across as like the nicest person. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to hear that, you know, that she was like that, you know, when she you met her. Yeah, she, she really was. And they just all have like good, um, good in their core. I feel like, you know, really cool. Who knows what happens to people? I mean, she's experienced so much from that moment that I oh, yeah. met her till now. I mean, she's literally one of the biggest stars in the world. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. one of the biggest music artists of all time, literally, you know, I can't imagine like, I mean, not only the business, but, you know, being the CEO of a company that big, being the face of it, you know? So, um, but you know, but it's, it's amazing. I don't think it could happen to anyone more stable and together, you know? So what advice would you give to someone that either wants to be a musician or an actor full time? I would say, um, the last thing you need to worry about is, um, having people know who you are and people find you. Um, there's a, I mean, there will be people that come along and will offer advice on how to get you um, known. And you may have different managers along the way or different publicists. But the last piece of the puzzle, I feel like, is getting looking for ways for people to find you. And by that, I mean, when you're talented and when you've got something, people can't help but talk about it because there's nothing that makes somebody look more cool or feel cooler than telling them about an artist they don't think anyone's heard about. And that includes plays or or music it happens on its own you just have to be good and like you cannot be good and get popular for sure you can be good and not become popular for sure there are outliers but by and large talent is like an experience is going to be the hardest thing to come by um the guy who's starring in this new show constantine on nbc he was just a great theater actor in england they saw him you know he's he was in some off off West End Shakespeare, you know, my point is like, if you're good, you're good. You'll rise to the ranks anywhere, whether it's right. local theater, whether it's anywhere you, and if you feel yourself at the ceiling of your scene, then you move on. But like, you know, you could move to LA from Poughkeepsie if you want, you could move to Toronto from London, you can wherever, but like, and that, that'll help you get, you know, more opportunities. But the whole like focus of being discovered and that whole thing is such the smallest piece of the puzzle. You will get discovered so many times in your career. You know, people will be at shows that you, that could have like changed your career that you could suck at people that could have changed your shows could be at shows that you were great at and you could follow the opportunity might lead nowhere. There's no one big break. There's thousands, you know, and there's thousands of missed opportunities. But in the meantime, the only job that you have is just getting better. If you're a singer, learn tons of songs. If you're a writer, 
write tons of shitty songs. And if you're an actor, act as often as possible. You know, it's like, that's just the main thing I see missing a lot. And the main thing I tell myself too, when I get too caught up in it, like, I just got to be good, you know? And that's always um, been the most fun for me. And, uh, you know, I didn't get into music or acting to be in marketing. Like that would have been backwards, you know? And I'm ultimately the most happiest and so is everyone else if like I do my job, you know? So that's what I, that's my biggest advice is just stay focused on that, you know? Wow. <laughs> that was really good, man. Yeah. We <laughs> like that. Some of the best advice I think uh, I've personally heard pertaining cool. to, uh, to that. So are you ready for 20 questions? 20 questions. Yeah, right. this is the best. Do you, do you best want to start part. this off, Roz? Uh, yeah, okay. I'll start. Okay. Right. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Meat or veggies? Meat. CD or vinyl? CD. Oh, vinyl. Ooh. Wait, why did I say CD? Uh, CD. Vinyl. What did I say CD for again? Vinyl. I don't know why. Summer or winter? <clears throat> Summer. Friends or Seinfeld? Seinfeld. Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. I knew it. <laughs> he hates Facebook. <laughs> no, Breaking I bad. don't. I just love Twitter. <laughs> Breaking Bad or House of Cards? Oh, well, Breaking Bad. Sherlock or Quincy? Sherlock. Indie or Major? Ross, Ross did what that. You don't know what Quincy Ross is? Quincy's a detective as well. That's why I chose it. Because I don't know what Quincy is either. We uh, don't all live in the UK, Ross. <laughs> He's American. Oh. Is it? I think it's from the 70s. It's before our time. Never okay. mind. Oh. <laughs> Indie or Major? Indie. Taylor Swift or Taylor Lautner? <laughs> Taylor Lautner! No, uh, Taylor Swift. Johnny Cash or Elvis Presley? Elvis Presley. Mac or PC? Mac. Canada or Scotland? Canada! Ah. Ooh. <laughs> Jim Carrey or Mariah Carey? Jim Carrey yeah. is the shit. That's right. Michael Jackson or Michael... Bolton. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Who strolls Michael Bolton? <laughs> Me. Oh, oh sorry. Nice. <laughs> no, I don't get to choose. <laughs> I was like, who's the Bolton fan? I mean, I, I love Bolton love too. Bolt. I, I do. I love Bolton the Bolton too, but I've got to put the Bolt Jackson. up next to the Jackson. Oh, exactly. My okay. This one's, call. this one's especially for you, Tyler. Twerk or work? Ooh. I like to watch twerking, but I like to do working. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know either. That'll be like the main quote from this whole thing. <laughs> Our interview with Tyler Hilton. I like to watch twerking, but I like to do working. <laughs> Read the interview. I love it. <laughs> Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin? Ricky Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> Whale or kale? Kale. Wait, what's you mean like eating whale? We don't know. We don't know. Oh, oh perfect. We bunch. don't know. That's what we even eat. better. I love it. I know. I love it. Bet Midler or the Riddler? Bet Midler. I'm just going with it's coming out of my mouth first. It's like <laughs> that's that's the way to do it. It's Bet Midler, I guess. I'm learning this too. Okay, here's here's the most important question here. Ross or Marcio? <laughs> Ross Yes I won It does you know have what? to be Ross Because Ross was my A my first European friend Liz Literally picked me up Off the streets I was in I was 
just desolate if it wasn't for Ross. So Tyler, I respect your decisiveness. Most people just say they can't pick, but you pick. And then they say man. some creepy things like they want a combination like of the two of us. And they and want it's half just... our faces together and we're just like that's not. Yeah, we've had happen. some really weird ones like I'm gonna cut their faces off and sew them together. It's gonna be like an a lactating nightmare. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Ble- a lactating bleeding nightmare. from their it's nipples. Well, I didn't know that yeah, was an option. Yeah, we real creeps on this show. <laughs> I'll take the weird Marcio Ross scarecrow stitched together. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. T- Tyler, do you have any uh, film recommendations? I just saw Fury. Did you guys see How Fury? No, I haven't seen that yet. I don't know if that's out here yet. Um, that's really good. Uh, oh, man, what did I just see that was amazing? I just saw... Oh, you know what? I don't have a film recommendation, but I have a TV show recommendation. Sure, I just saw. Sure, that's fine. I think this show is so amazing. Um, it's called Transparent. It's on yeah, Amazon. I want to watch that. Stylistically, I think it's um, it does what Girls did. It just moves the bar, and I think cool. this one moves it farther. Like it, without being too indie and staying like really interesting, and the acting is amazing. It makes things even more realistic, and is so heartfelt. Like after ten episodes, you're just. You know what I mean? It's kind of like what West Wing was amazing. House of Cards fucking rocked. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. Girls is amazing to me. Transparent fucking rocks. It's nice. so crazy. So it's like, anyway, that one I'm really excited about because it really like is inspiring to me. But Very cool. And what's on your, uh, what's on your iPhone or Blackberry or MP3 player or whatever you use that's equivalent? You know what? <laughs> what are you listening to now? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go on my spot. I'm going to go and just go random on my playlist and see what comes up. All right. So I'm just going to go. Oh, Marcio Novelli popped up. Oh, please. <laughs> Wait a minute. Me. <laughs> what is this? Kings of Leon. Love them. One of my cool. favorites of all time. Just cannot get enough Kings of Leon. Old Kings of Leon. I love. Um, oh, this girl named Judy Sill. She's a singer from the 70s. BBC just did a huge radio special on her and it aired in September here in LA. She's this like heroin addict singer songwriter from the 70s. Love her. Just downloaded her stuff. So good. Um, love me some Don Henley. Oh cool. my gosh. We'll Very take cool. that all day long. This is that Judy Sill girl, by the nice. way. And before we wrap up here today, Tyler, uh, love to hear a little bit um, about your new album that's on the way. And uh, if you could tell us a little bit about Extant, um, that would be wonderful. Okay, so my new album is called Who Knows Yet. Actually, Ross, we should talk about that at some point. Anyway, I think it's it's somewhere between two names, but um, this is uh, kind of unlike, not unlike these answers I just gave. Just kind of first thing that came to my mind when I wanted to make this record, I got into a studio with a bunch of musicians and we just all started jamming kind of these songs out bluegrass style just to do demos for the record. And I liked how it sounded so much. Well, first we were just kind of doing it in my living room. Um, I just liked how it sounded so much. All of us playing these songs in such an acoustic vibe with mandolin and, and my uncle was playing Dobro. And I thought, well, let's record these as demos this way and I'll give them away to fans um, for free. Or maybe there'll be B sides. Maybe we'll get one good one. And we got eight of the nice. eight that we did. I loved them all. And I was like, Holy crap. So we added some more things to them, produced them a little more. And I just kept thinking, I don't want to add drums at all to these. I just want this to feel like you're around a campfire listening to these I want you to feel like you were in that living room while we were jamming. Um, and then I recorded a few more and I just decided to make this record that just like this living room vibe of everyone jamming along. And, um, and so I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll put out really another excited to listen to that, man. That sounds really, really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked. So hopefully you guys will dig it, but I, I, I love listening to it. It feels good on my ears. You just listen to it. It's soothing. I don't know. I just really like it. And a little bit about extent. Um, extent. Is that still airing over there? Oh Yeah. 
uh, it, it ended this summer for us. We just got picked up for a second season, which is cool. Oh, that's exciting. Um, yeah. So, that, so I'm, I'm just stoked because I want to know what happens next. And the, the ideas <laughs> that they were talking about were cool. So I was hoping we got Very picked cool. up. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, Halle Berry plays this, astron- uh, this astronaut who's brought back this alien baby from space. And um, it's really weird and a lot of like, you know, uh, uh, what are they called? What theories? Uh, sorry, my brain. Yeah, conspiracy theory kind of show. Um, and it's really fun. And I love the people that I'm in the cast with. So I was going to ask you if you're having a lot of fun. Uh, They're so great. One. We got we got close real fast, um, especially uh, this girl, Grace Gummer, um, who's in it. Uh, she and I were really became good friends, and she's so great. And then the kid, Pierce, who plays the robot kid, he was on One Tree Hill. So I've known him That's and his right. family for oh, cool. a few years. So it just automatically felt like a family and Goran and Hallie who also star in it. They're just so warm and welcoming. It's just, it just was easy right away. I was just like, this feels great. And you get close, but everyone knows like, Oh, well this may not work, but hopefully we'll work together soon. You know, at the end of the first season, like the chances are it won't happen again. So the fact that it does, it's like, Oh shit. (laughs) Now we all know each other already. And we're doing this for another six months. So it's awesome. Hey man, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on, brother. Thanks for bringing your yellow phone. Yes. Anytime, you guys, I'll bring this with me. Yeah, man. Where can people find you online? TylerHilton.com? Yes. At TylerHilton on Twitter and Instagram. Those are the main things. Um, But TylerHilton.com's got all the tour dates and whatnot. So check it out. All right, brother. Yeah. Cool. soon. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thanks a lot. See you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.